Hello, Jay here. If I could ask, could you give us a little five-star rate in Apple Podcasts? Go on, please. It won't take long. You can just do it now. That'd be lovely. And share the podcast. Tell your friends. Appreciate it. And on today's show, we're talking to the super, super, did I say super awesome Chantel Fernandez. UK, Goanese or Indian, I'm not quite sure which one, came to Phuket 25 years ago. Chantel talks about her amazing journey to Phuket, which took her around the world diving, and tells us how the terrible day in 2004 became the moment that has guided her to becoming one of the most amazing charity workers in Phuket. She is non-stop, and I mean non-stop, helping people. She's truly a superwoman who helps everyone. We use the word awesomeness and amazingness a lot on the Jada Shark and Friends and Russell podcast. But if there's any other nusses that are positive, then Chantel deserves them because she is awesomeness, fabulousness and lots of other nusses. The world needs more Chantels. Mmm, more Chantels. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. Can you both put your phones down? Oh, sorry. I'm fine. No, we started. Yep. No, don't just say yep like that. No, Are we started? Yeah, Duh. they can still hear you, even when you're whispering, by the way. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I've done that bit. I know, but I, I always want to do that bit. How, many, how long have we been doing this? Two years. When have I ever been allowed to introduce the podcast? You interrupt it all the time. I interrupt Wait. it all the time. It's and not then about you. And then you make some sort of quirky <laughs> comment and then say... Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to, I've already done that bit eight times. <laughs> I should have cancelled everything this afternoon, shouldn't yes. I? This is much more fun than anything. Oh, yeah, Who's yeah. ordered the macaroon? Me. Thank no. you very much, Bake, for the macaroon. Anyway, look, we, we've started this podcast and it's the worst start ever because of Russell. Welcome Chantel. to the podcast. Look, I've done that bit <laughs> and you, you sh- talked over the Chantel bit. <laughs> Go for it. Go on, Jay. Yeah, he needs, just, can I just point out, thank you for his old knife and fork for his macaroon. <laughs> Um, Chantel, D- Fernandez? Fernandez. Yes. You didn't take uh, Mother's last name. Oh, Joe. What's the reason for that? Oh, my goodness. Um, because. It's horrible? No, no, no. Oh. Professionally, people knew me when I, was, when I work as a consultant by my name. So what, Chantel? Of, yeah, so Chantel, <laughs> Chantel, yeah. Chantel, mate. <laughs> What's a Fernandez, not Fernando. Uh, Fernandez. So, so Fernandez. That ruins my ABBA jokes. <laughs> yeah, they're all gone, uh, mate. You can do them anyway. It's ABBA time, isn't it? It isn't. Re-release? You like new album? I don't like no, it. No, do stop. you? Well, this is a J- yes and no. This is a Jada Shark and Friends yeah. podcast. Yeah, I know what <laughs> you mean. It's sort ABBA of like... Podcast. I mean, it's great to hear them and great to have them back. And I love what they're doing with the whole digital stuff. It's, it's brilliant. And it's. I like how they've kept the old sound. They haven't tried to... Do something do new. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is great. But yeah, at the same time, it is still quite dated. Yes. So it's not the style that we have anymore, and that's the bit that we're. We and, it, and nothing will ever compare to what they did. No, not at all. In, no. That was Sinead O'Connor, not ABBA, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right, back to the podcast rather yeah. than talking about your silly ABBA. Um, Chantel, when did you get to Phuket? Um, I arrived With here. The arc. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, don't say that. It was actually a long time ago. I guess. So guess. was the arc. <laughs> how, how long do you think I've been here? How well, I'm going 25. I'm going, I'm going more. 
I'm going 48. <laughs> oh, you came here you. when you were just born. <laughs> have I saved that? I haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't. You I'm haven't. in trouble. Um, you hit the nail on the head. How oh. did you? Wow, 25 years. Yes. Well done. Oh, all right, you two. Oh, High fiving yes, and stuff. Yes. So, um, Tatonka's just had their 25th a- uh, anniversary. They've been open 25 years. Well done, Harold. Amazing food. Um, been on and, the podcast. Uh, oh, he's, yeah, an, he's uh, yes. an alumni. <laughs> yes. Um, but I do remember going to his opening night wow. 25 years ago. So, yeah, quite a while. What was the reason you came here? I uh, worked as a diving instructor for five years. I've well, never heard that world. before. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, right. Deja vu for most people that have arrived on the island. Um, so I came here in 1996. Um, uh, a young uh, owner of a dive center, H2O, Tony Green, uh, contacted me in England and asked me to come out here and um, help him with his dive center. Um, I wanted to actually work in Australia. I wanted to work on Hamilton Island and H2O had a dive centre on Hamilton Island. So he said, come and work with me for a while and then you can pop over there and work. Um, and so it sounded great. Um, in those days, there was no internet and I knew very little about Phuket. So I went into a travel agent. I know, your for eyes the are white. Well, no, no, I, <laughs> for the teenagers out for there. For the teenagers out there, a travel agent is like a shop where you go and used to buy a holiday. They are, there are still some travel agents out there, so when was but this, not sorry, that 90, many. 96. This was 1996. So up until then, I had worked um, as a diving instructor in Greece, uh, the Maldives, the Cayman Islands, St. Lucia, um, Isla Margarita, Venezuela. That's a drink. Um, <laughs> no, that's Margarita, not Isla Margarita. Oh. Can we just yeah. just take a breath? Yes. Relax. Okay. I know you've Which got is supposed to do when you're diving. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Good one, Russ. Uh, Low bubbles. <laughs> born and grew up in the UK? Uh, not born in the UK. So I, um, I went to England when I was... Well, my parents took me to England when I was five. I was actually born in East Africa. Any particular My dad, uh, Uganda. Okay. My dad uh, is... Was a dictator. Yes, <laughs> he kicked us out. Really? Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> Power to the people, that's how I say. Hashtag men too. <laughs> so, um, so my parents come from a place called Goa in India, which is You're a making us sound like we're children. <laughs> Russell, to be fair, Goa she knows us. is in India. <laughs> India oh, is a country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. India, Russell. Have you been yes. to Goa? No, I've never... No. I've, been to India for two hours in the oh. airport, and that was enough for me. I, honestly, for me, it's one place on earth I have got no interest in going. You either love it or you hate it. It's one of those countries. Right? Have met, you been? No, I've met so many people that have been to India, and to a man, woman, and child, have all said it is amazing. Yeah. Best place. It was amazing yeah. trip. Amazing holiday. Loved it. Never heard a bad word in that respect from people that have travelled. Yeah. Like Joe, I've never had any interest to go, with the exception of the food. So I love Indian food. <laughs> I don't like well, you can get food. that in England, can't but, you? Yeah, I mean, proper curry, yeah. You go, you go to Birmingham. Anglo, yes. Balti, right? Yeah, absolutely. Chicken tikka masala. Yeah. Do you Not even a, Indian. Uh, so, your so, father's Indian? No, so my parents come from a place called Goa. And Which since you've never been to, to India... But that's Goa, India. Yes. No, so Goa oh. is actually... It was actually, until the 60s, a Portuguese colony. So hence my surname is Fernandes. Not Fernando. Um, not Fernando. Don't Did you start. hear the drums? <laughs> Stop it. 
<laughs> Welcome um, to the podcast. <laughs> Sinead O'Connor, what? Nothing compares to you. Well done. <laughs> um, so uh, it was Portu- Portuguese colony. My parents, we are Catholics. So we have a very different culture, a very different, a, a whole different language that's part Portuguese, part Indian. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's uh, a very unique little spot so you in, have a, in India. A, a Gonanese so, passport? No, because in the 60s, uh, it w- reverted to India. So it, India took it over. Yeah. The Portuguese So what left. passports do you have? Um, I or have... Na- sorry, what nationalities do you British, possess? Just British. British, British. Yeah, just Could British. Could you get... Go go in these. No, because Indian. now it's an Indian. Thank you. Try to keep up, Jay. Try to keep up, Jay. It's um, Indian. So because it was taken over by Goa was taken over by India in the 60s, uh, it's now part of India. So you could, um, I couldn't get an Indian passport, okay. but I could get uh, something called an Indian Overseas pa- uh, yeah. Pass that allows you to sort of own land and certain things because I have Indian heritage. Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. Um, so sorry, you moved to the UK when you were five. five. So, uh, so Idi Amin took over in the seventies. Oh, and where did he um, Uganda. Uganda. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Where did he come from? <laughs> so, Uganda. Yeah, we've got that bit. Yeah. So my parents, my dad ha- was born in Uganda. Even though he's Goan, he was born in Uganda because in the um, early nineteen hundreds, a lot of uh, Goans were brought over to Uganda by the British, good old Britain and um, worked in administration. So that's what my dad and his father did. So they had actually lived in Uganda for two generations. And then we were born, my brother, Gordon. Gareth, no, oh, my Gareth. older brother Gareth, oh. m- myself and Gordon. We were all born in Uganda. Which one's your favorite brother? Oh, oh, um, a very tricky question at the moment. So um, <laughs> I shall avoid that question. Fair enough, but of course, we'll Gordon. leave that. Of course, Gordon. <laughs> Um, so thank you, thank you. Um, so yeah, so sorry, we, we Panini. So we moved to um, Panini. Is that a country? Yeah. So Idi Amin took over, uh, expelled all the Indians, foreigners that were working in Uganda, and that included my parents. Uh, my dad had a British passport because he somehow he got naturalised in um, in Uganda, and so um, we went to England. Um, but my mum always tell my late mother always tells the story of how um, they packed all their belongings into crates and onto a ship, signed it all off, left Uganda, and then the soldier Ugandan soldiers um, raided the ship and stole everything. So my parents actually arrived in England without, as my mum always said, a spoon to her name. So yeah. Wow. And whereabouts in England did you grow up? Watford. Are you a Watford lash? Yes. Watford. We've all got a cross to bear. <laughs> um, yeah, no. England, uh, Watford, Elton John, football club. My brothers still go regularly to, to the matches. Russell likes Elton John. No. <laughs> Russell loves Elton John. Oh. Can I just say, you've, um, Chantel's ordered a roast beef and cheese panini. You can eat Which it. It does it's look oh, you quite can, nice. You can, it, Thank you. it does, doesn't it? When you yeah. take a bite, we'll you fill in. Thank yeah, you. it will fill in. Thank you. It's um, got a filling. It's got roast beef and cheese. Oh, you're on one today, aren't you, <laughs> <He's> buff boy? <laughs> um, okay, so that's England. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, right. Five years old. Yep. Five years old. Now, you've mentioned before you went loads of diving. Was diving what you wanted to do? What was it when you were growing up? What did you kind of want to do? Oh, I had no idea. I think I wanted to be an architect at one stage. I wanted to be a dancer at another stage. 
Um, Who has when a, I, a dancer? Yeah. yeah. I did... Um, It'd be like a little mini dancer. Yeah, you have tiny dancers too. Elton John. Paula, Paula Abdul. Paula, Paula Abdul. Abdul. Oh, yes. Paula Abdul. Can we just have a moment, please? <laughs> She's I, tiny. I'll I eat my panini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll make a joke about Big, two steps forward and two steps back. I had the biggest like. crush on Paula Abdul. Did back you? In the day. Oh dear oh, God, yes. Brilliant. I didn't. Yeah, but you're weird. No, I didn't. I didn't find her that attractive. What? Didn't she? She did two steps forward, two steps back song with. Uh, wasn't it Bugs Bunny in the the video with her? Hello. Not that kind of video. Yes, Pass. so true. It is true, isn't it? Yes. Thank you, Chantel. Oh, uh, I think so. Yeah. No, Paula Abdul and Sam Fox were the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Sam Fox, yeah, of course. I mean, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, back to Chantel. She's mm-hmm. had a bite of a panini. Yeah. You have one bite every couple of minutes. <laughs> we'll time you. It's a good way for you. Know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you had no clue. Did you go uh, university? Um, I did um, my A-levels. So I did pure maths, applied maths and physics. Holy moly. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. So you can Thinking add. that I was going to go to university, but then I got the travel bug and that was it. Made my mother very sad that I didn't get my degree, but um, it never stopped me. I did everything that I wanted to do. So um, and when yeah. you sorry, you said you had the travel bug. So yeah. you, had you done what was your first thing you wanted to do? Because you weren't a diver at that point. Because I mean, nope. in Watford, there's not much diving going on. No. I mean, Watford Coral is lovely, I have to say, <laughs> but it's not somewhere on the dive map of the world. Do you really. know most people learn to dive in England, in, in Leicestershire? No, in a quarry, uh, a filled quarry. And you ask them, like, what did you see? It must have been amazing, like, diving in a quarry. Yeah, Rock. I saw a fish and lots of rocks. Actually, sometimes you can't see very much because the visibility is so bad. And it's so um, cold. Cold. I've done one dive in the UK off Kimbridge Bay in Pool. Oh. On a World War II wreck. It was a, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah, Keep that's talking, Russell, while Shanty yeah, yeah, has no, a bite of a exactly, panini. I, exactly. I thought I'd just jump in with that Because if you stop, yeah. we can hear a munch yeah, Crunch, I crunch, crunch, munch, munch, munch. Don't, what do we so, talk about? Don't talk with your mouth full. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We'll cover. No one will know you're eating. We'll edit this bit oh, out. No one will know you're eating, apart from the fact we've told everyone you're eating. <laughs> Whilst you're eating and munching and chewing and not talking about your Multitasking, multitasking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, where was I? Diving, Kimmich mm-hmm. Bay. And the two things I remember was, A, fucking freezing, even in a dry suit. Mm-hmm. And going down the anchor chain, you can't see anything. So you've got no, I've no yeah. idea which way up I am, how yeah. fast I am. Except your bubbles, your bubbles. Exactly. Help. So I'm... Um, Guided myself the the anchor chain, thinking I'm not going anywhere really. And mm. then all of a sudden the seabed arrives, and like, oh fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> Either that, Slammed or up. because were well, you as buff then? Because you might have been pulling the anchor up. <laughs> you're oh. looking buff. Sorry, I was looking out the window then. I wasn't really concentrating. Oh, a little. No, a nice line has just gone past. A nice set of pins. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice set of pins out there. So with, you had the travel bug, and mm-hmm. what was your plan with that travel bug? Um, no, my girlfriend... Um, Remember those days when you were allowed to have travel bugs? <laughs> Very good. Um, so my girlfriend uh, from school was half Ita- is half Italian. And so the first trip we did was... Um, Italy. Italy, travelling, visiting all her relatives from Milan all the way through to Florence. And, and that's what got me. So I just backpacking, like, yes. basically. Or um, not really backpacking, but... staying with her relatives. So we stopped at five different places, in, in, as, as well as Switzerland, Lake Lugano, and so that was back, it. Posh yeah. backpacking. Family. Family and was back- this, but Was family, that your first... Yeah. I mean, obviously, go uh, Uganda, UK, but from at the age of five, through to this Italian trip, had you travelled... My parents always like we did cruises. Right, we did. Okay. Um, we went to India. We, we yeah. Okay, they, so you, they okay, yes. So, so we so were traveling. This was my first trip without alone. my parents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, and so then um, when I was 18, I took a year out and went with my cousin. Actually, I came to Thailand. We did Thailand, Malaysia and Singapore. And my cousin... Just once again, just not working, just wandering, just travelling. Yep. And my cousin told, reminded me of the story that when we were in Thailand, um, I had such a great time. I said to her, I'm going to come back here. And I don't remember that, but she does. And um, lo and behold, here, here I am. Yeah. So when did the diving pop up? Um, I was 20... 22 and I went yes um, thank you you're welcome and I went to um, Egypt on holiday by myself and booked a a diving course Uh, so I did a tour of Egypt um, and then uh, booked a diving course I was by myself and uh, just loved it loved it and went back I was working in London at the time for a um, computer company and I said to my boss, I'm going to go and learn to become a diving instructor. And he just laughed and he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, take a few months <laughs> off, you'll be months. back yeah. very soon. And, um, and that was it. I became a dive master in Egypt, then went to the Cayman Islands and became an instructor. And um, off I went, traveling the world. And all your family's still back in the UK at this point? Yes, so you're yes. Like the- oh my, you know, so my parents, um, Indian. I'm a little Indian girl, even though we're Catholic. It was always like, you know, not arranged marriages, but, um, you know, you stay close to your parents. And there I was, the big rebel. I broke my dad's heart when I told him, I'm going to Egypt to live and become a diving instructor. It didn't go down very well. Um, what were your brothers like with it? Well, that's you weren't diving oh, very well. Oh, they loved the fact yeah. because no, they came out to... No, I just made to... a great joke and you oh, talked sorry, over it. Sorry, sorry. Let's just go back, back. and just say... It, 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 yeah. And it didn't go down very well with your father. It didn't go down very well with my father. That's because you didn't learn to dive properly. Yeah, did. Was it worth it? Wasn't, no. Was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but good try. Good effort. It's been Good a long effort. day. Do you want to have another bite of your panini? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Russell, what was wrong with that joke? Can you just analyse it slightly? It was just While crap. Chantel I mean, quietly has eaten... Quietly. Jesus Christ, you munched on that, didn't you? <laughs> like a T-Rex. You haven't eaten for <laughs> about two months. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it just didn't do it for me, to be honest. Did it not? No. It lacked. Could, could do better. Could, could do better. Room for okay. improvement. <laughs> do <laughs> like the way that Chantel's hiding the microphone, <laughs> as if we're not going to point out that she's, she's munching on, on a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that a nice sandwich? We'll find out in a minute. I don't know. We've Stay got to tuned. Thank you, Bake, for the sandwich. Should we insert an ad break here? <laughs> if you need your dog trained. Right, we'll all. We'll have a sip of coffee. Actually, I haven't been in here for ages. It's so nice to be back. And. Most of the staff are still, you know, the same staff. No, they are lovely. And in all fairness, we should pick them up because they let us come in here every week, sometimes twice a week. And we disrupt the whole place every time we do this. I know, they've just left. Well, that's okay. (laughs) Disrupt all the guests. It is quite fun. And they've got a lovely little coffee lady. She's my Mm -hmm. (laughs) favourite. I love coffee lady. Yeah. She does good coffee. Yes. We're just waiting for Chantel to move our arms. We're good, we're good. Right, so you did... um, when you did your dive master, and then you, you so you did your dive master in the Cayman Islands, you said. I did my dive master in Egypt, Egypt, Egypt in the and then Red went Sea. To Cayman Islands. And when to I went to the Cayman Islands to become an instructor. To become a pad, we're talking pad, paddy, 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 so paddy diving instructor. instructor. Yeah. Why was the Cayman Islands the choice? It was the dream cheapest. place, right? It was. Um, my bank account was based there. I kind of figured. <laughs> no. Actually, I didn't really like the diving was fantastic. 
But um, the Cayman Islands was like a little Florida, you know, it was too, for me, just too aesthetically, like, boring, boring. and... Um, Okay, yeah. so you, you've got your instructor certificate there, mm -hmm. and then the plan was to do yeah, and then travel no, no, and then yeah, to travel as a diving instructor and try and see as many places. Um, and so every time I found a new place, I would you know you'd you'd apply for a job, you'd write a letter, and uh, and then they'd write back uh, in those olden days. Um, so sometimes mid, mid late nineties, right? So fax. emails just yeah. Sometimes a fax. I still think faxes fax. are amazing. I mean, you put a bit of paper in this machine and it goes down and then it comes out the other side. How does that work? I've, I've got more understanding of how <laughs> email works. Yeah, no, I can understand how email works. Yeah. And, you know, I'll Texas take a bite. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, to be, it's true. I mean, fax machines faxes are, a bit are amazing. Weird. It's like I an instant photocopy just in different countries that, yeah I don't get it technology bends my mind in some occasions there's a lot of things that bend your mind there's Russell a lot of things that bend my mind at the moment but that's, an, mm. that's for another podcast I don't think we've ever had a guest where we've had to pad so much while she enjoys her panini sandwich it does well, look I'm like gonna, a very I'm going to put it away sandwich. now I no, 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 eat it you can, later you can no, eat no, some of okay. it later right okay have you got your energy back mm -hmm. my question is I taught sailing um, for a long time that's right and so we would take jobs of six months here six months there so we'd do six month or seven month summer season then we'd either go do a winter season or we'd go to Antigua to do another summer season, not in the summer, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. is, it the, is that how di the diving works as well? No. So diving oh. is normally a all-round, a year-round sport. So, um, yes, there are times when the weather's not so great and it's not so much fun to dive, um, but you do it all year round. So, um, so I would basically say um, I'd like to go to Greece and learn to dive there. Greece was the first place that I worked at as a um, in diving and whereabouts um, in Greece? Mykonos. Nice. In the nineties, wonderful, wonderful. Um, on a beach called Kalafati Beach, and uh, I was so lucky because the dive centre had just opened. There was very little diving in Greece, and I have pictures of. Uh, so we were making charts of all the dive sites, and we found a amphora field. So all these old, I know your eyes just went move. Um, a huge um, plateau and a ship must have got wrecked on it. And it had all these old pots and, and with coral. Like I have amazing what you, photos. What did you call it? Amphora. An amphora? Amphora is, an old, is old pottery. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you learn stuff on our podcast. It's mm -hmm. not just Every fun. Every day is a school day. Hey. So I have this amazing photo of me um, pretending to drink out of this jug that has all this amazing coloured coral. Um, and so we found this, um, this beautiful like, dive site full of all these pottery and we brought a piece up. And the... Uh, the authorities weren't very happy about that. The authorities <laughs> came straight over and um, uh, didn't shut us down. But we were not allowed to, they then went to, to check all this area and, and mark it out properly and bring everything up properly. So yeah, so it was very exciting to dive in those days because everything was very unexplored. When you and, do and your dive... Sorry, just oh. not only unex, unexplored, but therefore clean, oh, pristine, gosh, yes. colourful, yeah, yeah. unravaged by human interaction. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Jay, you were going to make a stunning point. It wasn't that stunning, to be fair. Um, shush coffee lady. When you do the dive job, so they give you accommodation as, is it like a whole package yes. or so yes. it's like you just go there and you get a very minimum wage? Um, you get a minimum wage, but you get a commission on every dive course that you teach. 
So that's how you make your money. And then, you know, they have other incentives. If you take a night dive, then you get a small cut because nobody wants to do night dives. Did you, I was going to so, ask, did you yeah. enjoy night dives? I loved night dives. I, yeah, I, I think for me it was introducing people who were really scared to, you know, to, to that experience and, um, and then getting them to switch their lights off underwater and wave their arms around so they could see all the... Um, Fluorescence. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and they weren't fearful anymore because you know imagination took over uh, was fantastic. Yeah. I hated night dives. Yeah. Yeah, they just terrified me. You either like it or you don't. Yeah. Again, just... like India. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair one. <laughs> he's smiling. He's, well, he, no, I've he's got, lost for words. Te- no, I have. I'm not lost for no, words. No, he, no, he knows exactly what he wants <laughs> to say. I have a terrible joke in my head, and I just, I just don't think it's a. You're, you're so, so the podcast extra. I think we'll save it for the end. Yeah. <laughs> It's to do with diving at night time, and I think we know where that's going to go. Oh, yes, God. exactly. Um, okay. With your diving, where was, uh, before you got to Thailand, mm-hmm. where was one of the best, or where was the best place that you'd ever the dived? The Maldives. The Maldives. The Maldives, without a doubt. So um, I had done, I think, 2,000 dives by the time I got to the Maldives, and, um, and I just wanted to see a whale shark. Um, uh, so I was working on an island called Rangali, which is on the edge of the atoll. So when you then go out of the atoll, you're diving into the I'm abyss. Sorry, you're using yeah, words I have no idea. What's an atoll? Um, an atoll is uh, a base where islands then are, sit on top of it. Um, so it's under the water. And you, so the Maldives, for example, has, I think, something like 20 atolls. And then on top of those atolls are the islands. Okay. Yeah. And then around them is just the abyss. Yes. He's a wrestler in TNA. Um, <laughs> also, a very good film in the 90s. It was yeah, oh, I love yeah. that film. Yeah, Ed Harris <gasps> and what's his yes. name? Yes. Brilliant film. film. Yeah, James Brilliant. Cameron. Yes. Dive Centre, Thailand, H2O. Was it oh, H2O? No, Maldives. Sorry? Maldives. Uh, I just want to say, oh, cool. I was di- when I was diving in the Maldives, um, I saw things that I had never we seen can't before. We can't talk about like <laughs> 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 Under the water. Um, whale sharks, manta rays, guitar sharks. So amazing diving in the Maldives. Was the whale shark your, your finest underwater animal that you've seen, or have you seen no. something else? Um, in Egypt, when I worked, so I worked in Egypt twice. First in a place called Hagada on the Red Sea, and then I went back in 1996 to uh, open a dive center um, on the border with Sudan in Egypt, uh, a place called El Khazir, and that wasn't even, it, it was in the middle of nowhere. Uh, if you needed to make a phone call, you had to drive three hours <laughs> to the nearest hotel to make a call and then three hours back that's got to be tough you've just got to do three rings when you've just left you wouldn't it (laughs) oh my god i'll give you three rings when i get back oh shit oh shit i'll drive back for three hours three rings oh back another three hours (laughs) did you get home all right last night i missed your call (laughs) (laughs) oh dear i could be here forever couldn't i (laughs) well your Um, panini's gonna be (laughs) so um yeah so it was very remote but what i loved about that place was um was seeing, again, different things. I was underwater one time and um, I had a faulty regulator, so it was making a strange sort of noise, like uh, every time I uh, was breathing. Um, a very high-pitched, like squeaking, squealing noise. Um, and um, Nothing to do with the helium that someone had put in your tank. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, from the corner of my eye, I saw this huge thing just coming towards us and I stopped the group and it was a manatee 
a huge sea cow. Oh, cool. About, I would say, yeah, maybe four meters. Wow. Yeah, it was absolutely huge. But what was amazing was it was really big and chunky, but it moved so fast. And I, when I came up after the dive, I swore that it must have been the regulator because it was making a similar sort of like, you know, high pitched sound. And maybe it thought I was another manatee and he was coming to investigate. Or it just thought something strange was going on. Let me yeah. go in and have a look. Check this out. Um, yeah, so that was one of my favourite things. Oh, but cool. the second thing, can I say? Yeah, of course you can. Was um, when I was working in the Maldives, um, there was a very strong current and it took us off the atoll. So we were in open water um, and uh, we got onto the boat and the, the the captains the Maldivian captains always um, loved me because I love dolphins so every time they saw a dolphin they would rush towards it and I would squeal um, and they love that they laugh laugh squeal Jay loves and dolphins. Um, so it made me very happy and made the guests very happy to see dolphins and so one day when we came off this dive and we'd gone way out of the atoll um, the Dhoni captain said over there dolphin like he could see some splashing as we got closer we realized that it was uh, three orca whales <laughs> a mother a father and a baby which are technically dolphins which are yes which are technically dolphins but nobody had ever seen orca whales in the Maldives and we went back to the dive center and nobody would believe me <laughs> they were like oh yeah, yeah yeah you mistook it for the we were like we couldn't someone it painted a dolphin yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were massive um, we were so lucky because there was a guy on board and he had three shots left on his camera. He went I back I thought you said he had three shots left in his gun. <laughs> he took out all three. Oh, Perfect Jay. Perfect shooting. Jay. <laughs> what? He went back to Germany and then he sent us the shots. And back I'm, in the day when you had to get the film yes, processed yeah, in boots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just went around the dive centre going, look, what's uh, that, excellent. a dolphin? It's an orca whale, yes. Uh, technically a dolphin. Yes. Technically a dolphin, yes. Um, so you came into Thailand? Came here in 1996 and there was nothing here. And now you came directly to Phuket? Um, yeah, so I was in the travel agent. Well done, we you segue yes. back to the travel agents. I went into the travel agents and I said to the lady behind the desk, I, um, I'd like to have some information about Phuket, Phuket. And she went, oh, Phuket, yeah, let me have a look. And uh, she oh, went, darling. and she opened this page and it was Patong. And all I saw were high rise buildings. So I remember just uh, calling up Tony Green, who was the owner of the dive center, and Tony said, you know, um, Chantel, you know, how long do you think you can work with us? And I said, only six months. I've just seen what Phuket is like. It's not my sort of place. Um, so I can guarantee I'll be there for six months, but that's it. Sorry, just you'd been to Thailand before, but you hadn't come to Phuket no, on that trip? No, no, okay. that trip, I hadn't come down. That was in 1980. Nine, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Or 1988. It yeah. was the year Russell was born, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Um, so, um, yeah, so I didn't know anything about Phuket. And so I said to Tony, look, Tony, I'll be with you for six months. That's it. And I will never forget, Tony started chuckling and he said, Chantel, I've got to know you a little bit over the last few weeks, you know, corresponding about this job. I have a feeling you'll be in Phuket for a lot longer than you think. <laughs> yeah, and 25 years later, Tony's yeah. still here, and I'm still here. So was it yes. H2O? Yes, it is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 
still going. still going now, isn't it? Yep, yeah. yep, still going. Yep. And how so. long were you doing the diving for? So um, I was... Because that's not all you've done. And I'm, I'm just trying to now yeah, yeah, yeah. get to so, your Thailand yeah, I know. experience. Um, so I worked in um, for H2O for a year. And during that year, I taught some of the owners and guests at, um, at the Amanpuri Hotel. <gasps> Sorry, just, is that what? okay? Did I just hit that? What? Oh, she, just was, she was fiddling with herself, and then she's just checking <laughs> if that's okay. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I touched the microphone. All Sorry, right, no, I'll be fine. Okay, so um, so I taught some guests at the Amanpuri, and then Fred Varnier, who was the um, villa manager at the time, um, advertised for a job as his assistant villa manager, and I had no experience in hotels, but or I being thought, on land. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So I thought, but I thought, breathing air, it's a difficult thing. <laughs> It's so got I a thought, bath in the room. Oh. <laughs> Are you finished? Could a I snorkel. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, welcome to Ramen Pori. <laughs> Enjoy your stay. Can I just, before you um, yes, go on. took this job, were you young, free and single this time? Um, I, I was sort of, okay. yes. Okay, no, that's fine. Yep. Yes, yep. Yep. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh, God. Ah, <laughs> oh, the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. Um, yes. Was he so Spanish? You did all of them. <laughs> I can tell. That must have been a good dive trip. Yeah. Nobody expected that. No. Anyway. Um, so I interviewed for the job as assistant villa manager with no hotel experience. Um, and at one of the finest hotels. On the other. Was yes. it at that? Because uh, obviously everyone knows Amanpuri is a very five-star hotel. Was it at that level then as well? Yes. Probably yes. even more so, I guess, back yes. in the day, right? Yes. It was like the, there wasn't the only one. Right? Yeah, there, yeah there, was, there was only the Banyan Tree and, and, you know, Aman. I remember teaching Simon... Oh, no, diving with Simon Le Bon. Duran Duran. Yeah, I was waiting for you to make <laughs> a joke. Please tell me, when he was on the boat, he stood at the very front. <laughs> Titanic-wise. Titanic, yeah. But, um, well, or, um, or... Come on, name the song now. Oh. Rio. 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 Yeah, yeah. In on Thailand. <laughs> no, okay. Oh. In the video for Rio, he stands at the front of the boat and goes, Her name is Rio and you she dances. It. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Well done. You're very good. He has his what moments. a memory, yes. Um, no, he didn't do that. But he oh. was with his beautiful wife, uh, Yasmin, and their three kids. Le Bon. And, yes. Yeah. And, um, well, I, mean, yeah. I know, no, I just realised <laughs> that as well. <laughs> but I think I knew her more than I knew him. Although when you he was in Duran Duran, I think he probably fancied her more. Than no, you. I think yes. that she had more of kind of a presence <laughs> in the paper or the news than he did. I no. don't know. Simon Le Bon, honey. Yeah, but Duran you're a lady. Like I'm going to look at look Simon Mongoello. I, uh, I am now because I'm music. older and more gay. I when I was younger, I wasn't. <laughs> oh, you should have a retort for that. No, I just <laughs> I have this every week. So yeah, okay. I, this is all. He was hat. at my coming out party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was at your coming you out. Were at my party. coming out party as well. Um. So, um, yes, so I had no experience in hotels, but um, Fred gave me a chance. I was a blank canvas, and um, yeah, and so I worked there for nine years. Was El Presidente there at the time as well? El... Larkster. Yes, he was the GM for a few okay. years. Yep, and um, so, we, yeah, we had Can a great time. Can you name bomb some of the famous people that you met at Amanpuri, or you're not allowed oh, to because you're still under oath? No, you know what? In those days, there was no non-disclosure that you signed. Brilliant. Tell I us what happened. I tell you everything, <laughs> but I won't because I have integrity. Um, but there were lots of amazing people. Um, uh, Tiger Woods. 
Tiger Woods came and um, he was playing in the... Um, oh no, I've heard the stories when Tiger Woods was here. <laughs> Trust me, there are some great stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, but, so Tiger Woods, uh, so, so many interesting people like Dr. Henry Kissinger. Um, no way. And yes, yeah, cool. very. Did you enjoy the job there? Because it was also very it. different from doing diving. It, it was my dream job. It is oh, my wow. dream job. Hospitality is my dream job. So, um, well, you know, I, I love people. I love dealing with people. Do you love I everybody? Love there must be some when, people you don't when love. When you say it's your dream yes. job, you didn't know that at the time. No, no. So it was just a case of, but what attracted you to the job anyway? Um, because I'd been a diving instructor for five years and what I was a little bit worried about was the effect Drowning. Of, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Never worried about that, but the effects on, on my body uh, okay. in terms of... Well, uh, drowning would have quite a well, like effect wrinkly, on the yeah. <laughs> You only get wrinkly if you're in water for too long. It goes <laughs> after a while, yeah? Oh, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> So, um, yeah, so I, I, we didn't know very much about diving and I've been doing it for five years, two and a half thousand dives. And I thought, you know, it's time just to, well, there was an Try opportunity. <laughs> there were, yeah, there was, I didn't think I'd get the job, but I thought, you know, what the hell, what am I going to yeah. lose from trying? And um, yeah, it was all about people and uh, uh, I, because I had no experience after I'd done the first year, I went into every department of the hotel, even washing up and uh, spent like, uh, a few weeks in each place so I could learn it and um, and I love that and I love to learn something new that's me I get bored very easily I need to do something always different and new can I ask what year you was at the end I was trying 96. to work 96 oh, so no sorry 97 one year after yes one year after yes okay so I came here too I'm trying to work out when we first met because you were part of the May when I first DJed at the May Ball you were part of because I'm just getting onto charity stuff so now. So which charity was that? Because I've done, I've I volunteered know, for a few. I'm just trying to think. The May was Ball it? was when the big one. I mean, that was... Was it? Well, so you came, what, I'll 2005, tell you the, right? 2007. So the two okay. balls that, the two charities that I did fundraising balls for, that's hard to get, fundraising balls for, were um, first the Life Home Project. The Life Home Project is oh, in wow, Phuket yeah. Town, helping yes. um, women and children. It had just formed in the early 2000s. Um, helping, supporting women and children who were HIV positive. They were stigmatized, they were thrown out of their communities, they had nowhere to go. Um, Jose found a piece of land, built some... He's a Spanish firefighter. Is he? No. His brother's called Jose B. <laughs> um, um, can I, sorry, I, 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 I'm trying to jump yeah, so, around a little bit. So that was, that was maybe 2002... It, maybe 2003 something like that um that so i did two balls for the life home project so yours must have been phuket has been it good was that when was it. did you start getting involved in the charity stuff because obviously right now you're you're really heavily into the charity mm. you work your time is spent outside of work and looking after your family doing charity stuff mm -hmm. like for the good shepherd and Phuket has been good to us and every other charity yeah. on, the, on the island mm. when did you start doing that um I think the tsunami affected me a lot because I couldn't go out to help people because I had to work in the hotel. And, um, and so for me, I, it just, yeah, it was very jarring and, um, and not realizing the impact of what had happened. I remember um, the tsunami was on the Sunday. Um, on the Monday or the Tuesday, Muzz drove up to Kaolak to take supplies up there and he told us these stories. And it was just horrific. Mm. And, you know, even to this day, I sort of 
it jars. So yeah, that was the first time I realized that um, we are very lucky to live on this island. We're very uh, fortunate. And there are so many people who aren't. And um, community is, uh, is important as well. And so, yeah, just help where we can. Bless you. Bless you a lot. Oh, just, he took, I was waiting for a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, to lighten the coming, mood. It's coming. I have some timing. Um, just going, well, I'm going to go back one step. So um, where, where did Muzzer appear from? New Zealand. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's where he started. Yeah. Um, so Muzz But where did he appear on your scene? So Muzz and I, when we met, when we first met, we were friends. Um, and we both had starts. different, uh, we both had partners. And um, uh, so we were friends and, you know, he, I went to his house. He came out to ours with our partners no, and we were just friends. And then, Not swingers, because this is where it's no. going. <laughs> did you have a bowl every time you came and keep it in it? Just check in. Put the motorbike keys in. <laughs> <laughs> Behold the dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my goodness me. This is just way too much fun. Um, so uh, we you were friends the and mood. then, yeah. Um, so he, uh, he split up with his girlfriend. A little while later, I split up with my boyfriend. And then um, one drunken drunk night, night in Patong. <laughs> Something along those lines. That travel agent we was got- right, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey? You know, in those days, it was so, everybody knew each other. And yeah. what would happen is, Muzz um, will tell you, we'd have a dinner or we'd have a little party at our house. And then I get a little twinkle in my eye and say, let's go over the hill to Patong, yeah. right? Do you remember the yeah. safari those days? Yeah. And um, so one of those banana or bananas, banana. as my husband always says. Um, so yeah, so that was, uh, and it would be lovely because you'd meet the people from the south and the north and you'd just catch up with people, have a dance. Yeah, the southerners don't come up anymore. They're staying down there, eating their carrots. Well, that's the one thing rubbing about- Rubbing those little copper things, trying to meditate, stretching and doing yoga. I'm I actually going down there now, so stop that. So I think that's one of the positive, I always try to look at the positives of COVID is traffic was reduced and yes. it meant that we could move around a bit more Correct. on the island yeah. and go in, go down to Rawai, go down to, you know, support places and things. So, um, yeah, but that's how I met Mus. Uh, that was in 1999. Mm-hmm. And then we got married at the Amanpuri in 2000. Oh, didn't you just? We've Cheap rate, 50% <laughs> off. <laughs> Hope so. We were very lucky. And, um, yeah, we've been married 20 years. Yeah. You spent some time in the Dominican Republic, didn't you? Because you, you finished, mm-hmm. you took a job. I remember you took a job doing more villa stuff. Yep. So was that a consultancy, wasn't it? But yep. you actually went over there for some time. Yep. So in 2006, I stopped. Um, I, uh, I resigned from Amman and decided to do my own consulting. Um, again, I need. I always need a new challenge, and this was something different to set up a hotel from scratch. And so I went to the Tur- <laughs> Turks and Caicos Islands with Amman and helped open a uh, the Amman Yara there. And then uh, Adrian Zecker was opening a uh, a GHM hotel called the Nam Hai in Vietnam. So then I went over to Vietnam and helped to open the Nam Hai in in uh, Hoi An. Um, and that's where that's when I started just concentrating on consultancy. And then in 2007, my daughter arrived. We adopted her. She was two years old. Um, she's Thai. And uh, five months later, my son arrived, and he was 11 days old. Um, so consultancy worked really well with me trying to balance um, raising two children. Do you mind if I ask about the adoption? Yeah. Um, 
Was that something that you and Muzz wanted to do? Uh, we were trying for children and it was difficult. Um, but in my mind, if, you know, we could carry on forever trying for children and it would eventually work. Which can be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fun, yes. Um, but in, for me, it was after a certain period, I was like, let's adopt a child. And so, Had you yes. ever thought about that before adoption or has it never crossed your mind? Oh, I've, I always knew I'd be a mother. So whatever way mm. it was, you know, I, if I saw a child on the street, I'd be like picking up that child. And uh, so, you sound for like me, Angelina Jolie. Oh, yeah. don't, don't. I mean, she, yeah. I love children. I've always, when I was younger, I was always babysitting my uh, older cousins' children. So for me, I was always going to have a family. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so the charity stuff. So after the tsunami, mm -hmm. um, which you obviously affected you. Yeah. And you were here, yep. which um, I wasn't here, and I don't. You, no, I, I came here the following year. Yeah. So, when did you then start working more so within the charity? Um, when I started consulting, because then it gave me an opportunity to work on projects and also do some charity work. So, yeah, we did um, uh, with my girlfriend Kathy Davies. We organised two balls for the Phuket has been good to us. And that's um, my DJ. That. That's right. You were very kind. Yes. It, the Sheraton at the time. I was very yeah. kind. So I was so just I mean, doing it for publicity. I wasn't doing it for charity. Those, back in those days, like the early, because I came in 2005, and I remember those first few years, there was Life Home, Phuket has been good to us, and Pause. Those were yes. the three big yep. sort of events that happened. Everyone sort of attended. Everyone yep. sort of went mental for them. It was like, those were the big things that you look kind of forward to through the year. Yes. Stuff. Yep, and it was fun. Everybody yeah, got together, was, yeah, let absolutely. their hair down. And we made a lot of money. I say we, you guys, yeah, yeah. made a lot of money. I mean, you, 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 Three million bars yes. profit in 2009, I think, for the, yeah. for the uh, Phuket has been good to us. Mm. Um, you know, and that, yeah. People were very generous and very kind, sponsoring a lot of things. Do and that was our goal. Our goal has always been every single penny goes to the charity because, sure. you know, sometimes it goes on admin if you give to the Red Cross or whatever. Mm. So, it w you know, what we felt was an obligation to people to make sure that every single penny went to. Do you feel now, with the amount of different charity events that there are, it seems pre-COVID maybe, or even during COVID, there's been charity events left, right and centre. So every weekend or every month there's a charity event. Do you think that's diluted um, the amount of money that's being spent on charity? Whereas before, as we were just saying, there was three or f there was maybe four big nights a year where yeah. huge amounts of money was raised. Or is it kind of much of a muchness? No, it, it gets harder and harder to raise money because, um, you know, the it's a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work and I'm so lucky because with something like The Good Shepherd I have um, uh, you know some core people um, like Dorothy McPherson, like Kathy Davies, like uh, Baffley, uh, you know uh, Keith um, that all come and, and help to support. Just, just um, briefly yeah. just for people that, or for the listener that doesn't know The Good Shepherd is so the Good Shepherd is an organisation in Phuket Town. There are actually two Good Shepherds. They're based in different parts of the island. Uh, there's one here in Banyar, um, in... Yeah, Banmanik. Uh, yeah, yeah. Banmanik. Um, um, so basically they do projects around their area. So Banyar have a school and uh, a sewing club and, and other ways that they're trying to raise money or uh, help people here in this area. And then um, I met an amazing woman who just changed my life. 
uh, 10 years, 11 years ago called Sister Lakana, who um, works tirelessly to help people in Phuket Town. And I've met Sister Lakana. Oh, of course I've, you have. I've, I've, been, to your, yes, I've been yes. to the school in Phuket yes. Town and I've done a, a, not enough work for them to say that I do a lot of work for charity. You do. I do you do a lot of work for charity. It's all behind the scenes and I do people don't realise. I mean, amazing work for charity, <laughs> to be fair. But I've met her and honest to God, she is just an amazing lady. Yes. She, she just comes across as an amazing lady. Yeah. She's a nun. She's a nun. She's the nicest nun I've ever met. Yep. How many you nuns haven't have you met? met? I've <laughs> seen a lot of movies with nuns. <laughs> nuns on the run. That's sister a great act was good. Sister I always act. actually, if, if Sister Lackner could ever do a sister act to just jump up like we'll be going back. Sister act two. Back in the habit. <laughs> Booyah. Oh dear. I hope this isn't disrespectful. Well, I'm joking. No, but I'm really joking. I've been in the school with the kids as well. And I've walked around and, yes. and taken some pictures of them. And I've, oh, you know, that's done, right. And, and you did your video and stuff. I've done yeah, some video done with, because so Quinton, yes. I to mention Quinton, he, he, yes. he's a great guy. He raises a lot of money and builds a lot of all over the schools world. all over it's the world. It's just amazing what so, um, he's it, been doing. Yeah. But you've also got a couple of shops where people can go and drop off stuff. Yeah, I'm so only saying that because I've got clothes in my car. I saw the <laughs> other day. In fact, I would I like love to point you. out... Oh, steady on, <laughs> I have got a belt on which I brought from the Good Shepherds. So, yeah. He, <laughs> he had his boxes out last week. Oh, I've got boxes on. I've got, um, <laughs> got your lobsters on. I hope they are recycled. I hope they'll be moshed. They're my Friday boxes. Um, anyway, this is my yellow belt. That hole is in a very strategic place. You noticed that? <laughs> Which one? Oh, yeah, that one. In your jeans, yeah. Well, I'll come to the Good Shepherd and get some jeans. Yes. You need, you need but anyway, to. I did get a, a new belt from the Good Shepherd. Thank you very much for that. Yep. So let me, yeah, if I have a moment, it would be great just to, to eat your um, you know, to, <laughs> to, uh, to talk about some of the things that we do. Please. Because, yeah, let, let's talk about COVID. So thanks for being on the podcast. <laughs> was, she was good, wasn't she? <laughs> she was great. I really like it. She kept on banging on about bloody charity. Charity <laughs> over it. <laughs> I've got any money, I've got two kids to feed, and all she wants is money from us. Yeah, I know, right? A hundred baht for that belt, remember? I paid. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you were so kind, you donated money to charity. It was wonderful. Um, but uh, yeah, so we are doing a pantomime 17, 18 and 19th of December at the amazing new Junkyard Theatre um, at the Underwoods next to Ikea and it's going to, last year was a sold, it was sold out, we, we uh, had 350 people that showed up. Oh no you didn't! Oh yes oh, we did! <laughs> good one! <laughs> Um, and I think it was fun. Was it, it was fun. fun. Our panto's yeah. are always great. Yeah. I mean, it, won't, it won't be as good because we're not in it, obviously. Yeah. We, we, we won't, One we year we must get you well, in Well, no, it. we were going to enter yeah. this. We are going to enter. We were going to go and join this one. The Treasure Island is the yes. new yeah. one. It's going to yes. be at the, at the right. Underwood Factory, now called yeah. the Junkyard Theatre. The Underwood Factory on Bypass Road next to Ikea or Ikea, depending on what you say. We talked about going to the rehearsal yeah. or going to auditions. apply auditions. Yeah. And then both of us went, well, we shouldn't really need to have to audition. Yeah, they, they should want us. They should, they, they should be knocking down the door. But then um, <laughs> we both just went, well, look, if we get through the audition, which we're going to do anyway, um, if we don't get the star in role, we're not then going to do it. And so all this kind of went through our heads. And Followed then we on by the, that's a lot of rehearsals and a lot of time. And it is it, a lot and, of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The issue that I have, and well, Russell runs a business, but I have two children I, mm -hmm. as a single yeah. dad. I wouldn't be able to go to the rehearsals and stuff because most of them will be in the evening. So yeah. it's like, okay, look. We can't do it. We'll just go and heckle on the night. You know what we're going to do? Because I've enjoyed this so much. Is next, next, I don't know what I'm saying next year. But if we do it again, we'll get you two to come in in the interval and do a little five-minute segment or ten-minute segment. No, or we're gonna, no, next year we're going we're gonna to do the panto. But oh, we're, we're you have to. Characters. You guys would be fantastic. I did the panto at the Green Man. Oh, tell your panto oh, story. Yes. This is back in... I need to speak to... You know, uh, you know Barry Daniel? Mm -hmm. 
right, Baz Daniel, because he was in it, and we were Baz. chatting about this the other day, trying to remember, I think it was like 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Yeah. And I, I remember a friend of mine was involved in it, and she'll come down to one of these sort of, you know, we're just doing a reading of, mm-hmm. uh, of the it's Mother Goose. You know, we're doing a reading. Just a come, reading of Mother Goose? Yes, yeah, for the panto. I was like, it was at the Green Man, so I'm going to have a couple of drinks. Like, oh, why not? So, um, a couple of jars, and the, son. And this is, this is as close as I get to my you know, Harrison Ford getting the role for Han Solo, which was I wasn't supposed to be in the group, but the guy that was reading the part for The Devil wasn't there, so I said, well, I'll just read that bit for you. Read it, and like, mate, you've got, you've got to do this. So that's how I got the role of The Devil in our particular pantomime. I did very well, Russell, and it was Loved very it, well brilliant. Did I you made children, I genuinely made children cry. You make a lot of children cry. I'm very good at doing that. Mm, true. <laughs> um, 17th, 18th and 19th. 17th, 18th and 19th. So um, yep, thank you. I'm just reiterating okay. it. Of December? Just, of December. Wow. Because it's a Christmas, Christmas pantomime. No, no. I'm, I'm on board with this Christmas. Trust me. i am be fighting with certain people that I work with about Christmas. People oh. not wanting to use the word Christmas. People Bar humbug. Happy holidays. Oh. Fuck off. It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, don't yeah. try to. It is. It's, it's Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. It is cheesy. Yourself. I want tinsel. You can put some coconuts, cover them in tinsel. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But don't change Christmas. <laughs> I'm furious at the moment. Oh. Christmas tinsel. Christmas trees die hard. It's fucking um, Christmas. Yes. Oh, die hard. I mean, thank you. We are. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, so, yes. yes. So, so, Panto, so if they yep. want tickets We've for the Panto... Five, yep, please give me a call. 089 uh, 874 No one's going to no write one's that down. No one's going to remember that or no. Oh, we'll okay. put your email address... Yeah, even I can't remember you. what you just said. <laughs> okay, thank you. That would be great. You're very so, welcome. Um, you know, but we, any tickets that come through the Jonah Shark and Friends and Russell podcast, we get 10%. Okay. Which Woo-hoo! doesn't go to charity. It goes to our chocolate charity. Oh, I'll buy it's you some chocolates. And it take your ten percent for the children. Oh, I have to say, I bought. Uh, sorry, I'm jumping <laughs> in again. They had a, a packet of Heroes at Villa Market. I have two boxes of Quality Street and a box of Heroes and some Cadbury's gingerbread chocolate right. in my fridge. It won't last. <laughs> I bought the box of Heroes, <laughs> two hundred eighty-five baht. I'm noticing there's a past tense in here. <laughs> <laughs> One night. One night. Only me. I couldn't resist. Yeah. Oh my god! I couldn't goodness. resist. I put chocolate in the back my, of the fridge. I bought jelly tots for the kids. I thought, oh, oh fruit pastels gone. Gone. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, they're vegan. Apparently. What is all that about? Your kids? Or? N- no, my kids <laughs> would never be vegan. Yeah. Sahara wants bacon. Mine every too. Day. Oh, I know. She loves bacon too much. It's good. Um, Sorry, uh, let's get back to you. So, pantomime, we're going to put the links in the description so yes. people can join it. And I just wanted to say that um, you know none of that, none of this would be uh, possible without Joel Adams and Theatrics, who have. Um, done all the auditions um, an amazing cast well, that have been auditions, not as amazing if you guys were in it but <laughs> an amazing cast anyway um, who uh, have been rehearsing non-stop for the last six weeks and um, are fantastic and the jokes um, Aileen um, one of the teachers from Kajonkiet has uh, rewritten the script um, and it's really funny Excellent. it really is funny so you'll no, enjoy it we're really looking forward to yep. it no we're looking forward to it and I've booked my parents are coming over so I've booked my parents and my two kids Thank you. so we're all going to have a big Saturday night I think Russ is going to come yep. Yep. there'll be yep. a few of us heckling in the back we need that sure. oh, no we won't we ne- well people didn't under- people thought pantomime was this and so we had to educate <laughs> them last <laughs> that's year that's not good for the listener what you were yeah. just doing there <laughs> yeah, miming on a, on a podcast my, yeah miming you know yeah. what was people his name um, the famous Mime artist? Yes, him. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, uh, the French I don't know. guy. Okay. 
I know who you mean. He wore the uh, black Mi- and white Ma- stripes. Marcel Marceau. Mar- Marcel, yeah. Was it Marcel Marceau, Marceau. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. Anyway, let's. Um, so that's the first thing. But he's not in it. Let's just get out of the he way. He is not in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, a beautiful cast. Um, and the Underwoods are making the sets, brilliant sets. So it's going to be fun. Um, and then the second thing that we're doing is uh, we have 230 children at the Good Shepherd School in Phuket Town. Um, unfortunately, because of COVID, we had to close the school down in April, May time. And so the children have not been in school since then. Um, and unfortunately, uh, the children for the foreseeable future cannot get vaccines and so they can't go to school. They are devastated by that. And also the fact that we can't do online teaching yeah. because they live in the slum areas, there's no computer. So, so to cheer the children up, as we did last year, uh, we are, we've asked them for their wish for Christmas, a little gift. And thank you to BIS, to Becca, Becky, to UWC, Dorothy and Bath, and to KIS, to Maddie and to Amy for sponsoring uh, the gifts for the children for this Christmas. Oh, so they nice. are going to, we have little stars and each child has a, fo- you have a photo of the child and what they wish for for Christmas and they give them to parents and to teachers. They go out and buy the gifts and then uh, we collect them and take them to the school and give them to the children. No, that's, that's very cool. It's really cool. Lovely. Yeah, because there's, there's yeah. a charity in the, in the States called Make-A-Wish. And okay. they do very similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they do similar to that. Where a kid, uh, unfortunately, it's terminal um, right. kids. Yeah. Is that the right? Term? Yeah. I'm not trying to make a joke out of it. No, it's the right term. Yeah. But they would say that I want to meet John Cena, the wrestler, and then he will go and meet them, meet yeah. and greet, and give them stuff like that. So yeah. I think that's you know that yeah. little make a wish thing. Yeah, know, it's beautiful. It yeah. really is beautiful. And what what the most magical thing about it is that. Uh, you keep the, the star that the kids have made that's got glitter over it and you hang it on your tree and then you have a memory of that child that you've, you know, Helped. and it's uh, for us, our kids have so much, it's about them giving to somebody else. Um, but then the kids make, have a relationship sometimes with that child and it continues after Christmas, which is lovely. Nice. So um, yeah, so that's that. And then yes, our shop. So um, the last thing I wanted to mention was... No, sorry, she's a hottie that's coming in. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I thought it must be some a female that yeah. Well, it could be a male. I don't mind. I don't. Tell. <laughs> yeah. I'm open You're to at both. the coming out party. <laughs> Listen, I'm not sexist. I'll shag a man. <laughs> I'm giving it though. I'm, not, I'm just <laughs> no, saying. Stop. Right? You're only getting to take it. <laughs> you give but not receive. Yes. Um, so Christmas. the shop, the the, um, the recycling shop. shop. So yes, we have a charity shop. Thank you to Blue Tree because uh, Rebecca from Blue Tree. Um, contacted us and said, you know, you can have this space, uh, we've got some items donated, you can sell them and take the money for, cha- for, your cha- for the Good Shepherd Phuket Town. Um, but we, we were very lucky because we, we stayed there and, and started setting it up. And, um, and we now we can't kick them out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn them. Squatters rights. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think it's, it's just, it, it is wonderful because um, People bring in, like you are going to give me, some, some pre-loved items and we do three things with it. If it's um, of some value that somebody else can use again, we sell it in the shop. If it, um, or we give it to the poor children or poor, you know, toys and things we give to the kids. Uh, we also give to the, um, to the special school and also to the, uh, I'm about to make a delivery to the elderly, the, the old people's home in Park Lock. 
Um, so we so we donate items out to uh, the community, um, but. There is an amazing lady called Kay that has the Wild Me shop in Blue Tree, and Kay is one of the most amazing people I've ever met, apart from Sister Lagana. She will take she and her team will take anything and recycle it and make something out of it, whether it's wood, whether it's metal, uh, fabric, and so um, we give it to her and she makes use of it. So everything that people donate uh, has a home, and. We are now, because we've been so lucky and so people have been so kind with the shop in Blue Tree, we are now opening a second shop. Um, Samantha McHugh and Karen are opening a shop down in Rawai for us called Pre-Loved 2. Vegans. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Pre-Loved Vegans. <laughs> Pre-Loved 2. Um, and to launch the shop, we're going to have a Christmas market on the 5th of December. 21 local vendors, so people who make things and you know some of them we've given them tables, some people are paying for tables. Um, an amazing Christmas market we're going to have on the 5th of December um, above the I'm fairly confident there won't be any mince pies. Sorry? I'm fairly confident down south there won't be any mince pies. Do you know what? I think I might take... <laughs> I, mince I pies asked vegan. Lady, I can't you, can, you can get vegan I'm sure you can make them, yeah. Yes, because you get vegan sausage rolls, right? It's well, that's true. stupid. They are, Greg's vegan sausage rolls are amazing. They really are. I'm Greg's. not a vegan, but yeah, Greg's. They outsold sausage rolls in England. Yeah, that's true. Yes, I, yes. True. Yep. Sorry, on a different note. Yeah. So anyway, back down, 5th of December, down in uh, Rawai. Um, our shop is opening above the Atsumi Raw, Raw restaurant. Yeah, don't, get that, don't get that one wrong. Um, I know. <laughs> 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 I'm Google that. Um, <laughs> You're going to look it up. Should we pad again? Yeah. We can't keep padding. Where am I pushing this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want us to keep padding while you're looking up the name of the restaurant no, where I you're... No, I know it's Atsumi Raw, Raw something, but I better, like, you know, get that right. How long is it going to take you to... Because, it's you know, a beautiful... Should we do the outro now, then? Uh, lovely that was Michael. Chantel. That was lovely. <laughs> she was great, wasn't she? That, that was panto brilliant. is... Yeah. We're looking forward to that panto. Shame we can't get to Rawai for that... The miles away. Yeah, I know. It's too far to it's go, graceful. really. No, yeah. it's I couldn't not. be bothered, really. Might as well just go to the one up here. Where is it? The Rao Restaurant? Raw Rao? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> if she had remembered where it was, then we could have gone. And, and the name of it, that would have been useful. Otherwise, we're just going to get lost. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I get so lost. So where do you go? I mean, after I get to Shillong, I don't and know where to Christmas, go. And a vegan Christmas market, behave. What's the point? What's the, exactly. I guess snowmen are vegan, aren't they? Because they've got carrots for noses. That's true. That's true. Don't eat yellow snow. No. The Atsumi Raw Cafe. It was that simple. I was trying to add something else to it. Atsumi Raw it's Cafe down in Rawai are uh, sponsoring our shop, uh, Pre Love 2, and also sponsoring our Christmas market. I think so. you've got all the plugs in now. Have I? Thank yeah, you we're going to so have to much. wrap up, I'm afraid. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got to get to Rawai and it's now I 10 do. past 2. <laughs> to help, yes, exactly. Um, um, one last thing. Can I, can I oh, sorry. Fucking hell. Oh, Jesus I, Christ. You know, so You're not paying for this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just done that again. Um, one last thing I wanted to say because yes there are a lot of people out there that do a lot of charity and for me it is amazing and they should all be supported so I'm actually going down to Rawai today to meet um, the swap shop ladies yep. um, Joanna and Sarah who are doing a swap shop on the 11th of December in Kata and the money raised is going to go to the Good Shepherd so yeah so that's we, all I wanted to say Swap Shop brilliant we've promoted Swap Shop I'm a fan of them and yep. I have tried to get them on the podcast the problem is because we do the podcast on a Friday they're both 
Working. Working. Yeah. So yeah. stop working, come yeah. on a podcast. Exactly. Right, yeah. Priorities. Um, Chantel, well, that's just gone from there to there to there to there <laughs> to there, but fabulous. Um, from both of us, thank you very much for everything that you do as well. And thank you, guys. No, 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 I know you do sure I could have said that on my own. I didn't need you to say that for me. But, I mean, thank you for thanking her on your my behalf. But <laughs> anyway, Chantal, thank you so much <laughs> for all that thank you do. Thank you for having me. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Thank you, Chantel. Pleasure. <laughs> Pleasure. Thank you for everything. Thank you for having me. Thank you, sweetie. Loved yeah. it. Should we go now? We can go now. What was the restaurant called again? <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. I have no idea. Was that Chantel? What restaurant? At no, Sumi Raw Cafe, cafe in Rawai. Eat your panini. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chantel. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to the outro. Are you eating a panini now? <laughs> I'm just... Chantel left it for me. And you, I just said I was going to nibble your end. Mm, I like it when you nibble my end. <laughs> um, that was Chantel. That was Chantel. She's lovely, huh? She's brilliant. I mean, I've known Chantel, I think, since when I arrived. I've known her for... The inception of the universe. Maybe a little bit just after. Just after the inception of the universe. When God came. No, when the ark arrived. I oh, bless you. You should have said that to her, you lovely lady. <laughs> telling her that she came on the ark. No, she's lovely. She does so much stuff. She, I, I don't think I've ever seen her in a bad mood. I'm sure that's she does true. get in a bad yeah, mood. That's true, actually, yeah. No, she's always happy, lovely, and bubbly. But the amount of work, and I have seen her, and the, the emotion when she was talking about the charity stuff yes. is, is visible there. Yeah. and when I look, Obviously I not for the listener, because... No, I think for, for most people that were here during the time of the tsunami, yeah, it's, it's where are we now, nearly 20 years on, but it's still raw. I mean, it was... I came out here... Did you? The 2005, so yeah, about six months after tsunami but my parents were here obviously so and sort of listening to to their stories of what they were doing sort of live in the moment was was, was harrowing and so i can i'm sure it's pretty raw for a lot of people but also what it's led certain people to do like chantelle with their continual charity work is is great she's non-stop i know honestly the good shepherd work i see her at the school then i see her work I, the other day I, like joking aside i did buy this belt from the good shepherd shop Five days ago, only because I got told that my pants were showing too much. <laughs> and she's in there and she's moving boxes around and, you know, yep. she's hanging stuff up and she's tidying up and she's cleaning and she's doing everything. Then I go to Phuket Town where she's at the school and she's helping and she's sat there in the office doing the admin for them and then going to the weekend markets and every oh, She's non-stop. And it's not just that. It's also the, 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 the people that they're helping, are, and it, sounds, it probably sounds a bit twee, but are people that genuinely need the help. So I'm not, I'm not saying that you shouldn't support larger, bigger charities that are well-funded because, yeah, I'm sure donations might help, but these are charities that most people wouldn't know about or haven't heard about or don't know. Uh, no, and I'll tell you what, when you go, I visited the school in Phuket Town and then Chantel took me to the slums where the kids lived and um, she introduced me to this young girl who was, I think, 14, 15 with her baby. yeah. And this young girl saw me, saw my that I was a man or a white face, whatever. And the sh the, the fear and the, the the terror in her eyes, looking at me. And then it, I find out afterwards that she had been, and I'm going to say it, she was raped by a man. And that's how the baby, and obviously, yeah. that's how the baby comes. Yeah. Uh, it, it was heartbreaking. And to see the slum, the water. They, I mean, they were Mate, living. It's horrible. Uh, it, it's it's disgusting. I remember going to the. The, the shelter which was next to the old Phuket prison oh. which was I mean it, 
it was a tiny, tiny place. There was about 40 kids in there, ranging from um, two years to 18, all sort of in the same, I mean, probably like, it's not, not that listeners can listen, but this tiny area, because um, their parents were in the prison next door. And again, these are organizations, people out there that are doing their best to help, but they get very little support. They've, most people wouldn't know that this, they even exist, right? So, and that's where Chantal and lots of the people that she mentioned in the pod do a lot of great, fantastic work because they're really helping the people that really, really, really need it and are directing money to those people that otherwise just wouldn't get that money or get that support and that help, which is terrific. And we need people like Chantel. And as you said, all the other people that she mentioned, I can't remember all their names, yeah. but well done to everybody that does no, absolutely. a lot of work I, I tip my hat to them. And they, do it, they, do, they do it to help and they don't do it for the pat on the back and they don't do it for the... Unlike the, the me, Russell. Unlike DJs. us, so we're, we're in it for the glory and that's it. Don't tell me about my charity work ever. I should tell you a little bit more about it. You should actually. We should do a podcast on that one day. Oh, it's good fun. Christmas soon. Christmas uh, soon. Looking up. forward to the panto. Panto's going to be yeah. fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And we're going to um, have a fun night out, I think. Sounds like a plan. I cool, do I enjoy a bit of Christmas. Right, Russ, I'll let you go because it's Friday afternoon. There's things to do, people to see, and dogs countries to, to conquer. Train. What are you conquering? Countries. Places to go, people to see, and countries to conquer. You it's dictator, you. It's a Friday. Mm, true. Love you, Russ. Cheers, buddy. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Facebook at Jail Shark and Friends, on Twitter at Phuket Podcast, on Instagram at Phuket Podcast. But the best place to go is PhuketPodcast.com. The Jail Shark and Friends and Russell Podcast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.